And, and okay. I quote from him, this is not a sex worker. This is a fucking magician, is a quote from him on this podcast. Okay. So he so, was so right. enamored by the fact that this happened. That he believed it he to was, be magic? Yes. And he wanted to explore it further Does as an artist. Does he know how anatomy works? Apparently not. So, magic, so, bro. Do you, do you know how it works? It's fucking magic. <laughs> he doesn't know. Welcome to episode 195 of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. This is your host, Lock and Key, here with a great group of goop, goop of guys. A group, group of guys. Hell yeah, we are. A group of guys here. Um, I got Trip Zero. What's up, Trip? What's up, guys? How you doing? Uh, we have a special guest here this evening. Uh, we got Mr. Diamond Jab here with us this evening. Hey, what's going on, guys? We also have... The one and only Mr. Felix Hergood. Felix Hergood. What's going on, Felix? Um, uh, and then um, the Mr. The producer himself. We have uh, we have Neo Aoshi. What's going on, buddy? What up, you guys? What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Uh, good, man. Good, man. Thanks for asking. Um, so we're going to talk about a few different things tonight. Uh, we have some big news that has happened um, throughout the week here. Three pretty big news articles that we're going to kind of unpack piece by piece after catching up with everybody. Uh, we're going to be hitting the Bungie and Activision split and be breaking that down. Uh, we're going to be talking about the the drama cloud that's surrounding Gearbox and their executives. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about EA and their canceled Star Wars game and what this means for uh, the IP. Um, and our thoughts around that. But uh, let's kind of get into what we've been up to for this past week. Um, Neo, I'm going to I'm gonna start with you. Because I know you said you didn't have too much you wanted to dive into. What have you been up to this past week? Uh, I decided I am going to be doing a full push on Red Dead. As much as possible. Um, okay. Full push. So I got, I got, I'm into like chapter four now. I think I'm like either midway or, or late into that, into that chapter now. It is... Damn, guys, that's a beefy game. That is a very, very long game. Has I, anybody I'm here actually it. finished it? Have you finished it, Felix? Diamond Jab? Yeah. You, have oh, you finished it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. How long did, how many he, how long did it take you? It? Yeah. Uh, I think my save file is at 44 hours. Okay. That's where it's at right now, so it's it's not too bad. It's a good round I number. The majority of the... Uh, the majority of the extra like side stuff there's probably a bunch of stuff i missed i don't think i did any of the strangers and freaks at all so gotcha uh if i would have gotten sidetracked on a multitude of different things i probably i spent most of my extra time just opening up the map yeah uh, yeah yeah so i mean i'm i'm just hitting i'm not doing like any like hunting side stuff i'm not doing any like fishing i'm not doing any of that those activities i'm just doing the white and yellow bubbles in the order that I think that they're most like the most important one I'm doing last. Cause if that's like a big chapter turning event, I will, I'll, you know, yeah, you don't want to like do lose out on something before progressing. Yeah. Cause I really like the way rockstar does all their character moments, like all their little quirky people that exist in the world. It's just like a, it's just fun to like watch Arthur interact with the world. So that that's where I'm going to be putting my focus on, on the gameplay. Um, other than that, I'm just chilling, playing that and um, playing a lot of smash brothers. 
that game is a lot of fun. We got a nice group of lads that are playing. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's a tournament this weekend that I'm very excited to uh, partake in. And hopefully I'll take home the gold. I you like your use it? of the word lads. The lads and lasses. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I think I'm a contender. I think I, I think yeah. I got this. Like, and I'm not just I'm not like saying, oh, I'm like so good at this game, but like, I got. Are you, are you good at this game? But I'm good amongst, at this game. Amongst, <laughs> amongst the lads, you got a good yeah. a good chance. Amongst the luck, yeah. I'm very upset that I have no way to wire my system uh, <laughs> because mm. I'm not hardwired to my house, and my system is all the way in the other. Like my router is like all the way in there, and my system's here. So it's like, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. <sighs> that's yeah. Okay. So you that's tether. You're gonna be all right. I'll be fine. I'm sure I'll be fine. Um but yeah, that's all I've been up to. I'm I'm just I just really want to finish Red Dead. That is like my main goal. There's a snow weekend snowy weekend this weekend. So I'm I just hope- heard about that. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm gonna be excited. at work. That'll be fun. Can't so, wait to be at work while it snows. I'm gonna be in my jammy jams <laughs> and I'm gonna try and knock out uh some Red Dead. And I'm that's sorry awesome, about you man. guys working, so that, that sucks. Uh, it's, yeah. It's really just uh I don't know about the other guys, but it's okay. I'll be so working. Okay. I got a couple frames to get through, probably. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Whoever's next. Dig. Um, Dig. What have, uh, Felix, tell us about what you've been up to. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> so I really want to finish. I really want to finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Right? Hell yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. but uh, Huge. I've hit huge. the. Huge. Huge. Um, I hit the level cap of 70, and I'm pretty excited that. Um, the two, uh, the Legend of the First Blade things came out because they added new perks. Um, but they now have this thing called Mastery Levels, which are level, it's, it's your ability to still achieve ability points after you hit the 70 cap. Um, so I've been trying to achieve those, and I think I'm on Mastery Level 3 now. Um, as well as like trying to un- open up the map, and I'm going to eventually finish the story. I'm only on Part 5 of the story. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh yeah. So this is Holy you shit. catching up with your level because you just like outpaced the story I, of I, the game. I mean, I stopped playing the story like months ago. So wait, what have you been doing in the game? If you weren't doing the story, just side, there's like that much side stuff to do. Yeah. Contracts, grinding levels, finding icons on the map, that kind of oh, shit. Oh damn. You've just been kind of just doing where the, where the world takes you. Yeah. I got my ship maxed out. I got, what do my, you, what do you call your playthrough? You call your playthrough like a, uh, a proximity pro- playthrough. Proximity playthrough, yeah. I, Do, I'm not. What really does that mean? So much, uh, you just play what's next to you. you oh, oh, cool. Yeah, I see. Each I time, see. each each time you do something, you move to the next thing nearest you. Going with the flow, like no I'm other. not. I'm not doing that as much anymore because that resulted in me playing a bunch of like really, really worthless missions over and over again. <laughs> and I did, I did that for like four or five days and I was like, God damn it, I gotta stop playing these missions. They're not giving me the kind of XP I need. So so I stopped that. But um, other than that, uh, Elsewhere elsewhere was announced today and I pre-ordered that. That's a part of Elder Scrolls Online. Elsewhere mm. is just an, a new section of uh, Tamriel. So I'm excited about that when that comes. And that's coming with a new... Uh, character class uh you can now play as a necromancer in oh oh really wow yeah. that's my so, favorite class that'll be pretty exciting classes. to to yeah, explore that's your diablo class mm. yeah bingo uh, <laughs> i i don't i don't know how that's going to work in the meta of like doing dungeons or whatever i don't know what is a necromancer generally considered is that like, um, some kind of like I, like, a, it, like raising and controlling the dead like that kind of magic no but maybe like, some curses or poisons 
No, mm-hmm. I, I, I know that. I'm not talking about the, the skills. I'm talking about like when you go and do a MMO dungeon, there's oh. always like healer. And oh, uh, like I'm going to assume it's a, it's a damage yes. class. I'm going to assume a damage You're class. You're going to say it's a damage class? Yeah. Okay. Cool. In the in vain in vain with like mages like it's very much like a mage like class. Cool. Yeah, right, you wouldn't right. be healing. I don't think. DP- yeah, it would be it would be DPS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the char- uh, right now I have a tank character and I have a um, healing character. So mm-hmm. if it, if it's a, I, I don't know what it would be, but like I don't want to double up. Those two have- classes in MMOs always the best <laughs> yeah. for getting groups because you're always needed in in that role. Damage right, is yeah. damage is like a dime a dozen. It's always about the yeah. heal, them heals and uh, da- and tanks. Yeah, because everyone wants to do a damage class, but I mean, I don't really have a uh, have a uh, well. A tank is supposed to absorb damage, right? Hmm? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I my the one class I don't have is a damage dealing class. So I might as well, if that's what a necromancer is going to be, I might as well set yeah, one. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, yeah. uh, and then lastly, I finally took uh, Locke's advice and I played Greek. So. What were your thoughts? Sixteen bucks. Uh, how long is it? Is it long? Like we only played no. about uh, two hours of it, I guess. Yeah, I think. What did I uh, say? My save file was Neo. It was like, like uh, six hours, maybe four, six, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of Journey. It reminds me a lot of uh, what was that game you mentioned? Ori in the Blind Forest. No, uh, Monument Mon- Valley. Monument Valley. It's like a Monument Valley combined with Journey type thing. Yeah, uh, but the art style is is gripping. And so yeah. the music. The music is, yeah. is outstanding. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and then the other thing we did today, and I didn't even realize this. I may have mentioned this game a long time ago. I downloaded a game called Ruiner from Devolver. I remember, both, yes. both, of these, yeah. both of these games are Devolver Digital. Uh, Gree and uh, Ruiner are Devolver Digital. I didn't realize. I thought that was just like a stick shooter where you just play level after level stick shooting. It's a full-blown RPG. I got past the prologue, and I'm in, like, a town, and I'm, like, talking to people, like, RPG style. Okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't even realize, you know, getting quests from people. I had no idea Ruiner was, like, so involved. So I figured that out today on stream. And uh, it, What I kind of style gameplay is it? Well, it is a stick shooter, meaning oh. when you go into action. I thought it was very, like, surface level. I thought it was surface level, like like you get to the end of a board, there's nothing more, and then you move into the next board. But when I got to the end of the prologue, it, I was in a town, like a cyberpunk town, and there were all these people, and it was like, get this person and unlock this gear, and like there's this huge tech tree for unlocking shit, and I didn't know any of that was in the game. That so sounds pretty I, awesome. I, I completely misunderstood what that game was made for. Is it on Switch? Uh, uh, it's. I don't think it is. It, it, uh, I, I looked, it, looked it up today. I think it's Hold only please. on. I think it's only on uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and uh, Windows. So, okay, it's on Switch. But yeah, that's it. That's what I've been up to. Very cool. Very nice. Very nice. Um, who wants to go next? Diamond Trip. Either one of you guys want to hit what you've been up to? I can go real fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. First, answer your question. It's under the uh, the coming soon area of Devolver Digital. For Switch. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so what I've been up to this week, um, as you guys are aware, um, uh, developer Bungie, they've done the Halo franchise, uh, released Halo in 2001. What's that? Um, they have another franchise called Destiny. I've been spending uh, this past week kind of diving into that. Destiny, um, got it. Check. Yeah. 
What's one of the hardest <laughs> things to keep a straight face for yeah. in my entire life. I almost cracked during Xbox. Like is that like an RTS? That's like a real time strategy. Um, yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a Halo Wars like kind of thing. Is that something like, like marathon? Rolling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a Ninja Gaiden. It's uh, like, a, it's like FIFA, right? It's like, it's like it's definitely like FIFA, right? FIFA elements in the Ninja right. Gaiden kind of side scrolling. Okay. Yeah. Element. So I, I, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're again. going to get to this in the news point. We probably won't. What are your, because I actually haven't talked to you about this. What are your individual mm. thoughts on Niobe labs? Like, how do mm. you feel? Cause that technically was question. a big thing still, you know, like we might not necessarily hit it specifically cause it's kind true, of true, true. nitty gritty. We might hit it on that bonus episode. Yeah. We want to do, but like, what is, what are your thoughts of, the release structure of Niobe lab is like how it played out. Like, what are you, what are you thinking about it? I've got, I've got some thoughts. Uh, what is, I think what is Niobe lab? I, I knew it. Read your mind, Felix. I got you. Yeah. I'll feed you Thanks. baby birds. Don't worry. Thanks. Bud. Um, Niobe labs was how Bungie planned to introduce the final forge of their newest content drop. And the forges are a staple of this new faction that was introduced called the black armory, kind of like a hidden, regular human-focused weapon foundry. And you were activating these forges around uh, different destinations. The fourth forge was locked behind this facility. It was called Niobe Labs. Mm. Um, All throughout the Black Armory, the guns that you could create with these, certain guns in certain areas revealed certain symbols. Different, Different sites showed different styles of symbols. And through the weeks as people crafted these guns and kind of compared notes, you know, this is what Reddit is just built for. Hive mind. Yeah, through all the different secrets Destiny has had, there's, there's this community called Raid Secrets that really solves a lot of raid problems. It figured out, like, Whisper of the Worm uh, back in Warmind, like the secret hidden mission that popped out, like stuff like that. It's like what Reddit is just, they hone in on and, and solve really well. All of these different guns and symbols put together create this crazy riddle that hit on so many aspects of real life history and research that was needed to be done outside of the game and like translating different languages and looking at old like ancient sword artifacts to look at jewel patterns to uncover like a, a cipher decryption key, like real intense fucking national treasure type shit. <laughs> like, the shit was deep. Um, and all you really got for it. Yeah, we got to say the decryption. Uh, still um, All you really got for it were some emblems. Like every forge had a special emblem that could drop from it. Until Niobe Labs came out. Now, Diamond was with me day one of Niobe Labs. Um, uh, So was Andy. Andy's here hanging out as well. We all, all three of us, dove into this, hoping to just get through it and unlock it. And it became this world's first race that became the longest event that's ever happened in Destiny that's gone unsolved. So much of the point that Bungie activated the fourth forge manually. Well, go into like why they they did that because oh, like no, I, I, I will streamers sure. were like going to kill themselves. They were like this. Yeah, this event touched on all of those different puzzles and riddles and things that you learned because you needed to use these guns to see all of these hidden symbols that were around this entire lab area, and you had to figure out the order in which to shoot these things, and you, you had. Not just symbols, but you had a, a like a keypad of letters too. So like words were a possibility at some point. You had to stand on plates and shoot other symbols, and there was very little to go on other than some hidden runes, like uh, European Norse runes were hidden on the way into the main room. And then every time you entered a code, 
you fought a wave of ads of enemies that came in like some real intense, like real heavy hitting boss type stuff. And then these monitors in the room would show you a clue. And then you had like 30 seconds to input the proper like entry. So there were seven levels total. Um, it took people, I think 39 hours, 29, maybe 29 hours. Anyway, like it just didn't like nothing, nothing got solved. Bungie activated on her own. Um, part of the problem with why it didn't get solved is because you couldn't try to input the sequences all in a row. If you died or wiped, you started at the very beginning of the entry sequence again. And that eventually ended up to like a 15 to 20 minute slog to get back to another attempt at maybe the final entry only to have it just be entirely lost. And part of the problem on this was that the, uh, the last riddle, the last like hint on the screen was apparently missing some text that would give it some context. So there were, um, I think problems with how you did the event, like not having checkpoints was a major problem in this. Yep. Even a checkpoint halfway through would have been so beneficial to let people iterate different solutions. Um, obviously fatigue, um, like not having clarity as to what the solutions needed in terms of like weapons, like the final solution needed guns that you never used throughout the entire uh, activity up to that point. Um, so they handled the implementation of this event, I think, really poorly. I think it was great for Destiny as a whole because you're trying new things and you really, really went on to this like crazy deep end of, um, of puzzle and community engagement. They wanted to have an event that was solely solved on the community and with the internet and helped by streamers, of course, but like the heroes are us, right? We're the ones that are solving these puzzles and we're not going to get through it unless we just put our minds together. So that aspect of it is really cool. But they uh, they swung and missed real hard on having this as an in-game activity. Do you personally think this was just like a failed a failed attempt at doing their usual bungee thing to, you know, add a new kind of event that makes the community do like, oh, we got to solve this raid. We have to we have to race to the finish. <coughs> was this another mm-hmm. like attempt of them to be like, OK, we're going to try another whisper of the worm style thing? Um, I, I think it was. But I think the reason the reason why it it failed is because the Whisper of the Worm and another very popular quest with Outbreak Prime. I know one of I think it's Diamond's favorite gun from D1. Yeah. Um were found as extra content. The reason why this wasn't successful is because it was put on the roadmap as like a piece of content versus like it could have been rolled out as the forge being the content and Someone like stumbles. Being someone Niobe stumbles labs. upon yeah. a door through Niobe Labs that leads to a seven-stage puzzle, right? Like that. I think that's the big mistake yeah, that's a big here. Part of, it, of course, I think. Because, like, like, I do think they were trying to create another community-driven event, like a secret event that people come together to figure out that that leads to something great. Um, but I think it, I would agree with Trip that I think it was a pretty big swing and a miss. Um, yeah, I mean, having the tryhards get through this real dense puzzle and then like helping if you want to or reading about it if you're interested, that's one thing. But having that gate actual content is where you draw the line. And that's where people's patience wears thin very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think there are two there are two thoughts to Niobe Labs. And like I was more interested in watching people's reactions after Trip and, and Andy and I just kind of said, all right, we're going to kind of back out of this. I was more interested in people's reactions and the two reactions I saw were 
people on one side that said this is a terrible event like it it, it it it's not destiny it's a whole different thing like it just doesn't fit what they're doing uh i saw someone say uh, after it was opened like i would have been super frustrated to go through seven levels of a puzzle only for the forge to be on the other side like naomi labs didn't really reveal anything other than the forge which was the goal in the first place and then i saw this this other side in which people were saying you know, it's a community event. It's wonderful to see, like, like they're trying new things, kind of trip what you were saying. And I think the reality of Niobe Labs falls in the middle. I don't know if I would call it a community event because it's a bunch of streamers that are playing it and everyone researching it. The community event would be everyone pooling into, into playing the game to open up the door. Like an example I heard was gathering materials and having all of that be tracked over the time frame. So it requires an in-game participation rather than some type of external participation. I don't know if that consists as a community event more than it consists as just community participation. Yeah, it was a, a Reddit event and then people yeah. still awake and alive to iterate a new solution. Event. But I think I think the other side of it is like to, to your point about like, to your point of Whisper of the Worm, the reason I'm okay with Niobe Labs, and the only issue I have really is just the clues. The, the clues were my problem. Playing against the ads wasn't the problem. The ambiance and environment was the problem. It was the fact that the last clue was unsolvable, and they had to put it out there. At, like one final clue that made it blatantly obvious to Reddit to figure out what it was. That was kind of the issue. I do think, I think it's, it's a success in a standpoint that I would rather see someone fail putting something out there. Yeah, and put out what you know Izanami was, which was part of the grind, but it took people eight hours out of the day to complete. Which was oh, yeah, such that was an entire day stream disparity up that to what they had gotten yeah. before. Right, um, right. So like I'm I'm okay with it, but I, I I think the answer falls in the middle. This idea that it it was entertaining to play, it was fun to try to figure out. Um, like we ended up we ended up figuring out one of the puzzles on our. own. Uh, everything else was just, we were following the leader at that right. point, right. which is just not, it's a weird, like the, the best the, way I heard it is that this event, unless you are like a Reddit raid secrets guide, this event is not really for you. Like yeah. eventually you're going to go, look, this isn't my cup of tea. I'm going to go do something else. I'd be interested to see if this came out destiny year one, what the reaction would be to it mm, when there isn't anything else to do. And you're 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 yeah. grinding away at this. I'd be curious, Felix. So if you let's insert like take destiny out of the equation really quickly, like as as a gamer, if you were playing Red Dead, like you beat Red Dead, Red Dead's DLC rolls out, right? It's let's say it's uh, whatever five new story missions, right? Sure. To get to the fifth story mission, to get to the culmination, let's say you have to you know complete this step that essentially locks you out of that story mission, right? Like you can't progress through the story before you beat that, that step. Do you as a gamer feel slighted that you aren't able to get all of the DLC that you intended to get with your purchase? Or do you just see that as a necessary step of the content? Uh, well, if it was something that I couldn't solve on my own, I'm basically you know, railing on Twitter at them. Right. <laughs> so if the, if the game, if the game itself doesn't do a good enough job of teaching you, right. I blame then games you, all the time. For I know you do level design. Can, <laughs> right. I, and and I, I, add some, can I add some quick context to that? Please yeah. do. Uh, 
uh, Felix, our experience with uh, Splinter Cell, the Splinter Cell. Uh, oh, yeah. And we Ghost dropped Recon, it. That was free. That wasn't even paid for. It that was free. was free. Yeah. And we, we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't that we could, it, it wasn't that we couldn't figure it out. It was just so, all of them. Every single free they offered this content for free and every single one that's come out it's been super hard if you don't have a full squad of four people yeah. who are all communicating well. Yeah, I think the 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 other thing um and we can we can move on cuz we'll we'll kind of pick this apart in in a future episode, but the the other reason why it's it's getting such uh, it's getting torn apart is because the reason why the raids are so successful is because it's a culmination of mechanics that you learn over the course of time that leads to a fight where you've learned how to play by playing you've learned how to beat it by playing right and I think that's to your point Felix like the level design needs to be good enough to where you're getting to that puzzle and it may be difficult to beat but you know how to beat it. Right, or you have a sense of know how to beat it, right? It's really rewarding when you have a tool chest that you've built up over a course of playing a game. Right. And 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 when you can use the tools in your tool chest to like win. And I would say that's probably like the same for games like Celeste, right, Neo? Like in Celeste, I'm sure like you learn how to get better as you progress. And I heard some I heard them talking about this on the That's free on the the live account, by the way. Uh yeah, I don't have that anymore. But I, yeah, people have been telling me because I keep talking about buying it. Um, Don Fire Team dude, Chats, uh, Fire Team Chats was talking about this um, previously. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Fire Team Chats was talking about the raid, um, and they were talking about like the the reason why we also like puzzles is because we like to shoot aliens and we like it to be like a puzzle mixed with the shooting of aliens and this was so heavy on like the mythology and the the symbols and it just didn't do a good job of building Dude, they that. spent like fucking 12 um, hours on like a forest in right. like king arthur lore um and they also put it they also put it um what game did you play uh trip was it the witness they also described oh, yeah, yeah. it to the witness where like if you try and do the end puzzle at the witness first, you're looking at this you'll thing have, like what the no f- idea what the fuck is this? No fucking But clue. through the course of the game you learn the languages and the mechanics and the puzzles and mm-hmm. you get to that last one and it may be difficult, but you know you're looking at it through a different lens. I mean any and, like yeah. it, any good game will do that. It will slowly correct. roll out its tools in front of yeah. you and then you learn to and adapt it. it stacks all that context and then gives you like the final challenge that combines all of those things any raid boss in any of the raids we've done has had stacking mechanics where you do everything you've done previously and also Correct. shoot the thing yeah Correct. like level level six of this was literally found out by someone like fuck it i'm gonna shoot the trees a bunch of times on the wall and that unlocked level seven yeah. Like there no were the, pers- the person that figured it, like, that step out literally did not do it from any clue. They did it out of frustration and it happened to be right. Yeah. Like that shouldn't be the case. I, I think that the thing to, I, I don't know if it's a direct comparison in that sense, because the linearity of the game allows you to experience those things. We were in Niobe labs and I said to trip, I've gotten none of the emblems. So I don't know. I had no idea I could look through the viewfinder and even see things to begin with. Yeah. Let alone have done the combination, mm-hmm. the combinations to even get the emblems. Destiny yeah, we had to like different beast entirely. Yeah. That there are some players that have no idea these emblems exist. We had to like actively went and got them. Level set this knowledge as a team, 
before we really got into it so we could understand the context of what they might be hinting at. That's the thing. It was still a might. You know, we're like, we yeah. did this thing. Maybe it's similar. We can start here and go from there. You know, like they did this kind of puzzle. It was a cipher. Maybe this is a cipher. And that, that those were the ways you had to think about it. But again, it's all outside knowledge you had to bring in. And then if you weren't right there with it, you had to research and look things up and bring that into the experience. So I think this kind of leads to the the first news point of of Bungie and, and Activision. We might as well we might as well hit that while we're here. So I think there's there's something in what we're talking about right now that I want to get back to specifically when we get there through the course of the conversation because I feel like we're going to. So I'm going to pause on it for a second. But um, news came out this week that uh, a mutual split, a divorce, so to speak, of mm. the. Activision and Bungie. Pop the champagne bottles, y'all. Has has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish I have a bottle right now, dude. I know, right? Uh, this it was first. Bam, 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 bam. The news was first broken by um, Jason Trier, correct? Yeah, he tweeted yeah, he it like out. A real like secret. He yeah, he, been, he thinking, he, been thinking about this uh, he, little point of. Yeah, he tweeted earlier that day. He was like, "I've been thinking about this quote," and he he quoted when when the uh, earnings call came up for Activision and they were like, oh, we weren't really that happy with Forsaken's launch. We didn't re-engage the full core of players. And then Bungie was like, no, no, no. We're really happy with everything that's going on. People, players are loving Destiny more than ever right now. That's what Bungie yeah. came out and said. Luke Smith, the director, had to be like, we're, we love this. We love you guys. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changing. Yep. Um, and then shortly thereafter, you get a public statement from Activision, public statement from Bungie, and then you know trickle in Twitter feeds from there from different employees of Bungie and things like that. So this is huge news for gaming as a whole because realistically, besides franchises being devoured, right? Like I feel like... Bungie is one of the few developers that has done this already mm-hmm. and is very one of is is probably one of the few developers that has ever done this at all and they've done it twice now right they started The only with, other one I can think of is IO Interactive IO right yeah yeah and they talked about that in Fireteam chats with with mm-hmm. Hitman um so that's it this has happened maybe 3 times are you and saying where well, they where they keep their IP, where they keep the kids? Yes. Well, well, well not, even the, not even the IP, because Bungie did not get to keep Halo, right? Bungie, when right. Bungie left Microsoft, they didn't, they didn't bring Halo with them. They were Correct. like, we're not liking this relationship anymore. We want to do something different. That's when they leave Microsoft. They formulate a 10-year deal with Activision, which at the time was fucking crazy, that this was happening, right? Like a 10 year gaming deal for are, this huge visionary thing. Right. Side note. Are we yeah. considering this eight years into the deal, which includes development time? Or are we considering this five years? Into That's the deal, what which the article launch says. game time. Uh, um, I think it was till 2020. Was it not the deal? Cause didn't it, didn't it start in 2010? Correct. Okay, so it would yeah. have been development time included. It's based on the contract. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, they didn't fulfill the 10 years. We're, we're eight yeah. years into uh, the contract. Bungie right? said, uh, we have enjoyed a successful eight-year run and would like to thank Activision for their partnership in Destiny, is what their, one of their quotes say. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is big for the industry, like I said, because this isn't something that happens a whole lot, um, that, that a developer leaves a major publisher, especially Activision, right? The, 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 the publisher that counts money better than any other publisher right alongside EA. So what are your guys' thoughts overall about the split 
um, whether it be about the game itself or what it speaks to for the for the industry at large. Um, I'll, I'm sure you guys have a lot more to say, but I'll just chime in real quick saying that I think this is great for anyone who loves Destiny. They get to keep their IP and they get to continue to work on their games. Uh, my question would be, are they just going to be self-publishing now? Uh, is that is that how that's going to work? Like, my question is, what does the future look like coming going forward? Um, yeah, of course. I don't know if they've like like particularly addressed it yet because they said, "Hey, look, Forsaken, we're still we're still on our our DLC path right now." Like they they nothing's changed with that. So like that's cool. But like, what does Destiny Three look like? What is what is the future of Bungie look like? Uh, Throwing, throwing this piece of information in there, they a few months ago, they had a deal with NetEase, a Chinese, I want to say, yep. publisher, um, for like this, like, I, I'm just going to throw this number out there. It's like $100 million or something. It's like a $100 million dollar deal. Million. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I got it. Um, so, like, what does that mean? Like, is, is that giving them enough of a, a I want to say, a funding to continue to pursue more Destiny and this other IP that NetEase wants? Like, what is that going to look like, too? Yeah, it's, it's, those are it's, big questions I have. It's going to be an interesting few few weeks, few months as more information comes out. I would definitely agree. Diamond, what were you going to say? Because there's something that I want to bring up to your point, Neo, really quickly. I want to I want to play devil's advocate on it in a, in a minute. But what were you going to say? No, no, I, I, no, I was just going to say, I think I think overall, I think it's a win-win for both. Activision saw, based on the earnings report, that Destiny wasn't bringing in what they thought. So Activision decided to go one way. I think for Bungie, uh, it, it can be perceived in a couple different ways. Like... You yes, you own your product, but the thing I, I said the moment it happened is if something bad happens, there's there's no one to turn to. You can't Correct. look at High Moon Studios, you can't look at Visceral Game or not Visceral, um Vicarious. Uh Vicarious Visceral and go, yeah, and go, oh man, well it's because you know uh, this didn't work or the sleeper nodes are stupid or whatever the case may be. Yep. So yep. like uh, like it, it the spotlight falls directly on them, which I think they're okay with, but that's just something they have to do. Yeah, I think uh Trip, what are you gonna say? But I'll, yeah, I'll let you go before I go. I'm not going to dive in too deeply off of Diamond or you because I know you guys were going in different directions. But like to that note, yeah, we lose access to Vicarious. Vicarious did Warmind development. They did Forsaken development. They did the PC port. So like Correct. a lot of great things that Destiny has, we don't have access to yeah. or Bungie oh, doesn't wow. anymore in terms of development. I did not yeah. realize that at all. Yeah. They strictly, yeah, they strictly did the PC yep. port. Yeah, like the RPC play is because of them. Wow. So, so here's here's the thing, and I and I think Diamond brings up an important point, and I think Neo brings up an important point, and I'm gonna I'm gonna counterplay it for a second. I would totally agree with with Diamond that there's no one else to blame, and I think right now it is very easy to blame Activision for all of the bad things, right? Because they're the boogeyman, right? Um, but Activision didn't didn't cause Niobe Labs. Activision didn't cause Curse of Osiris, right? Maybe they caused the development cycle, right? Which overall plays a huge role in what the content we get. But the story, the missions, the strikes, the decisions to core gameplay, I think we we jump the gun when we immediate, immediately blame the publisher um, because it's easier to blame them than blame the guys that we love the bungee crew right mm-hmm. but i think it's a little naive to think and even this is even for ea as well right like i want us to consider how how much control do they really have over the decisions that are made to development in game or were they more concerned with schedules eververse 
right? The I, cash flow. I so think we I, will for sure in the next bunch of months see how that works for them. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see examples like happen in real time of how Bungie can act on their own when they don't have the looming shadow that is Activision. Yeah, I, I just think I think we're I think we're a little harsh on that exact scenario of the looming shadow of Activision. I think I think we make assumptions sometimes about that. Yeah. That like they caused the problems. And I don't want to say that, you know, they're 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 the saints in this story, right? I but I think I think like I don't think anyone at Activision was like, oh, no, you can't make this great DLC called Curse of Osiris. Make this Curse of Osiris instead. <laughs> like no one was <laughs> no, doing but that, like right? so, time pressures and all other factors right. go into you're that. Right. Like Activision saying, hey, we gave you this budget. Where's our where's our DLC? Like, well, I think this is where like because I'm the t- the time pressure is an interesting one there there are two assumptions one assumption is that activision plays a role in in the development the other assumption in ter- on the back end is that bungie we we are assuming that bungie is in a position that they can handle this they wouldn't have left or agreed to leave if they didn't feel like they couldn't handle it true i think in terms of the time pressure i don't i don't know if that i'd be interested to see if that holds up because we now have two post base game development styles that they've released. They did Warmind Curse of Osiris as pure DLC and now they have the annual pass. Correct. So there are two separate styles of releasing that content. The annual pass seemingly has been a little more accessible to to fans enjoying it, so that might be the way the long-term aspect of it goes. But I like I'm interested to see cuz I think with it being an annual pass now, I don't know if they have to worry about that time pressure or if the annual pass was even their idea to begin with. They don't want to do that at all. We have, yeah. we have no idea of what their standard is. Right, right. I think I think we would all agree, and, and when I play devil's advocate, I, I would agree that the split is a good thing. Anytime a developer gets to regain access of their IP and do what they want with it, I think creatively it is going to be the best decision for is the best outcome overall. Um, I just want to like backtrack a little bit because I think we're level headed business people that can understand the role that Activision may or may not have played. Well, um, going, also, going forward, also, any curse of, curse of Osiris is going forward will be on them. So like, sure. It's that's we'll see. Right. We'll see in that case. You're right. Um, yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, the, the yearly, you know, Activision's on a yearly thing, right? Like we want we want major content to be recycled, like launched out every year. That's how our games function. Call of Duty, you know, fucking FIFA, all or whatever, you know, with EA doing their FIFA yeah. stuff, right? Like it's like they're on yearly development cycles, churning out, churning out, churning out. You know, we may see content droughts, right? We might not get a year three post that one season we may not see something for another six months because bungie may say no we've slowed down development to give you another forsaken style major dlc launch because now we're not on a timeline that we were required to meet before with activision so it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out and what they share with us if they're very transparent about what roadmap looks like past you know the the last season of the annual pass Um, but i would agree i would hope 
that they made this decision to separate because they they have a plan that they're not just gonna you know wing it from here to see to see what happens because that wouldn't that wouldn't be so smart. Uh, what trip? What were you gonna say? You had your you had your hand up. Um, you pretty much hit it right at the end. Just the the caution that we're very optimistic and we should be because I think the creative control that they have and a little bit more freedom in terms of making this stuff is really the most important part of the story. But they're on a breakneck pace in terms of content right now. And while, to your point, Diamond, they wouldn't have made this decision if they weren't 100% sure that they could absorb it and correctly do it, um, it might mean some changes for what we get. Um, I mean, the whole, like, Black Armory is not even done in terms of content. And this is like two or three months worth of gameplay time. We've had more in this than we ever had during an entire, like, half year of Curse of Osiris. Yeah, and and, and I yeah, who knows I would agree. Sustain that going yeah. forward because maybe we have to split people off to work on more live support or or rolling out you know new delivery methods if uh, the Blizzard launcher goes away one day you know like yeah. who knows that's because people that's you know, a question like was, I have too about that what's going to happen I, with that I, I don't yeah and this and this was speculating a lot on Reddit it won't um, change now whatever like people were like oh they're going to develop their own platform and I'm like. No, they're not. Like, <laughs> they you know, like they don't. They don't have time for it. Like, look, look at fucking Uplay. Look at Origin. Like, it. Look Ugh. how long it took Steam to be Steam, mm-hmm. right? Like, Steam is still. You, you can't just launch like twigs and branches together. Yeah, and then. like now, maybe maybe they go Epic. Maybe they strike a deal with Epic for for the PC platform. You never know, right? Oh, you know who knows? Fucking Fortnite taking over the world, but <laughs> like. Here's the thing that I don't think people are considering a whole lot. I, I saw some people talking about it on Twitter and Reddit. Like, they were like, oh, yes, no more microtransactions. Like, free the microtransactions. Dude, there's going to be more microtransactions. Yeah. They got to yeah. fund. There's, there's, there's no, f- they have no way to make to make physical copies of their games, all of their marketing, all of the brand recognition, everything that Activation, Activision paid for is now gone. Yeah. And they it's have more to important make than it ever now. Yeah. and do it all. I went and down, it's, and it's going to mean <laughs> that someone buying an annual pass is not enough cash flow and capital to keep them running. They're going to throw everything at the at Eververse. So Dude, you're, you know, your advertising like throughout right there is so funny. I went down this rabbit hole the other night on like Dest- pre Destiny One launch advertisements. Like mm-hmm. there was a John Favreau directed starring Giancarlo Esposito commercial where he's reading a storybook to his child in the city with the traveler behind him about the guardians. And like, and there's, there's the trailer. Yeah. I'll send you guys the links. There's the trailer with like the live action guardians, like to, um, Led Zeppelin. I remember that. I remember that. Like zooming around the planets and shit. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was a good one. Dude. It's so good. It's so well done. But like, Bungie's not going to be shooting these movies, getting their game like promoted. Yeah, They're not going to have time or money for that. Yeah, right. So we, I think, while creatively and 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 maybe they get to make the game that they've always wanted to make. You know, fucking almost ten years into it, but I just think there are some serious drawbacks from leaving. You know, the 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 pockets of Activision. There's sure, definitely absolutely. pros for sure. Um, and I'm excited for us to keep up on this story as more, you know, information comes out because 
I think over the course of this next year, we're going to learn a whole lot about what Bungie is going to do. Bungie, the indie developer now, right? We're going to find out what they're going <laughs> to be doing, um, which is going to be super, super interesting. Cool. Um, any other final thoughts on Activision before we before we move over? Do you want to hit EA next, or do we want to go to Gearbox? I say we do Gearbox next, just in case we go over too much time. Because I feel like this is a crazy story. Yeah, yeah and I know nothing about it. I wanted you to kind of tell it to me. I want to be here for the live reveal. So pull up a chair, Trip, because I'm going to take you down <laughs> the rabbit hole that is Randy Pitchford. Are you ready? All right. Ready. So <laughs> Randy Pitchford was a young boy born There's in. <laughs> just FYI. All right. Cool. Yes. Yeah, this is this will be good. Um. So all right. Let me let me take you back to 2014. Take us back. All right. So uh, I want to say Borderlands 2 is coming out. This is like right Perfect. after that. And there was a a uh, on a lawyer who worked for Gearbox, all right, who was apparently using Gearbox funds to do things like uh, like like buy guns and like 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 personal arms and like a home loan, sure. like a homeowning owner's loan. And he used funds to like get like, like do this, like a, uh, this workout regiment thing. Like he used all these company funds for this and it, and it racked up. I want to say, uh, where does he, I'm looking at the article here. Does he have it? Um, I also have the article up, but it's going to take me a minute to find because total the, normal corporate card things. Yeah. Dude. So, this is where that started, and I believe one person sued the other person first. I think they sued the lawyer first. The lawyer then sues the CEO. Then okay, so they sued the lawyer first, and then uh, he comes back with a countersuit saying that uh, he took uh, Randy Pitchford took an executive bonus of twelve million dollars of <laughs> of like personal gearbox funds. Mm. So it's right all supplements, dude. I know, I know. So supplements. Now let me give you a little background on Randy Pitchford. Right, this is you know the the brains behind. No, you wait, know, he took he took a personal bonus. Personal bonus of twelve million. Never yeah. never heard of such a thing before. But go ahead. It's not called a personal. It's, it's not called. An, it's oh, an executive okay. bonus. Executive what, bonus. Sorry, yeah, I, this is wrong, wrong okay. terminology. But it, but he not personally you. walked home with twelve million. I guess. I was like, that just sounds like a bonus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me let me give you a little bit of background on Randy here. Wait, hold on, hold on one second. <laughs> What's up? This, the the money went to an entity entity called Pitchford Entertainment Media Magic LLC. So let me let me <laughs> dive into that. Magic, let me let me Media let me unpack magic. that for that you. That is fake news. <laughs> so at so at Randy Pitchford's home. He has a theater built into his home called the Peacock Theater. Now, he uses this theater for a very specific thing because he loves to perform magic, like straight up stage magic. Gob, I don't want to be gob style anywhere that's called Peacock anything. So when so when you call it the what what did you call it? The magic LLC? Uh, Pitchford Entertainment Media Magic LLC. Yes. So that makes a whole lot of featuring featuring. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So he loves Pitch magic. Now, b- trust me when I say this comes into play into the story later, because a bunch like I want to say about four months ago, I don't have an exact date here. He or he went into a what are those called? The uh, medieval times restaurants where they joust in front of you. You know, they do like the whole like show and, and dinner. Yeah, yeah. I went there in high school. So he left a USB drive 
in in that place that had explicit company documents. Why did you bring a USB drive to medieval times? It's medieval times. They don't have computers. They don't have computers. He must have like, you Bro. know, came right from work or Bro. something. There's any you reason why you could have a USB you drive. You don't take your drives everywhere, dude? You don't want to got on a keychain so long. He's on, got dude. assets on USB drives. Yeah, exactly. Borderlands 3 is on a carry, USB drive somewhere. full of USB on, drives man. everywhere I go. So somebody found this drive, obviously, and figured out whose it was because of the nature of it. But also on said drive was pornographic material. And not just any Sick. pornographic material. Cool. Um, this was uh, in in the uh, lawyer's claim, the, uh, the in the suit's claim, it is underage pornography not cool not cool i know here we go no. this is this is the the allegations by the way this isn't Ugh. proven yet this is all in the allegations so Good. in december in middle of he december he went he <laughs> just keep it in mind jesus fucking christ dude he went on an ars technica podcast this is a this is a geek tech blog right. um and on on this podcast he it was a, it was actually a magic a magic focused podcast that was like that was like what the discussion was around and technica reporting on magic it's it's a thing i guess i never knew this i might actually go listen to this so in this discussion he actually i believe this was to get ahead of the lawsuit going public and he described what was on the flash drive and and what he perceived to be magic now i'm going to get very graphic here because it is important to his case (laughs) say that again what did you just say Um, (laughs) Go on. What, what did I say? He perceived it to be magic. He perceived it to be magic. I'm not wrong. <laughs> this is exactly what he said. So wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I just want to make sure that that that, that I'm connecting the dots here. Yeah. He went on the podcast to explain that what was found on the flash drive he perceived to be magic, and what he perceived to be magic is was, the child pornography. Alleged to be the child. Please, let me let me continue. Let me continue. Is that cor- okay. Did, did yes. I connect the dots? Am I continuing? Okay. Am I understanding? Yes, but you have to okay, keep in keep mind going. that the that the suit is f- the, that's filed against him is because of underage pornography, not necessarily that it is porn, uh, underage pornography, if that makes sense. It does is, not, but keep I going. Think, Wait. I think if you have to have a conversation, whether it kind of <laughs> yeah. is or kind of is, let me, let me, you're already down the wrong fucking so, You're, you're so totally right. I think I think I remember. You should let you should let me finish, Felix. Are you okay? Oh, you should really let me finish. I'm, I can't wait to hear what you have to say, Felix. I cannot wait. Felix's brows are because I am are. far from done in this. Because he described oh what it was, God. and I apologize that this is going to be a little graphic. That he, it was a video of a 18 year old cam girl, right? Is is what the video was. This is what he's claiming. Mm-hmm. No one's I have n- no one's seen this. Uh, that was doing a a uh, kind of a like she was she was squirting. It was the act of squirting. Okay? okay. We're getting a little you mature get here, guys. Whatever you need on the Nerd Universe podcast. And he perceived this to be not just porno- pornographic. He perceived it to be actual magic. And he wanted, he was very curious as an artist, as a magician, about the nature of this act that was being performed. That is, that is his reasoning. Okay. We don't need to get into this. Keep he, going. No. Okay. Oh, so you don't need to go through the clarification. You don't need no, to. No, no, no. I was going to clarify and then okay. I realized what I was about to start talking about. And I realized it's, that it doesn't really need to happen. Okay. Adding 10 right. minutes <laughs> on this podcast down a very specific I mean, road. I'm yeah. loving, I'm loving every second of it. So uh, I'm, I'm talking about this. Over here. What are you sweating I mean, for? Are you feeling uncomfortable? Woo. 
I know, right? This story is just so hot. An- this is another this is- ma- another magic trick here on on our webcams. This is like a lifetime fucking movie. So yeah, and, and okay. I quote from him: "This is not a sex worker. This is a fucking magician." Is a quote from him on this podcast. Okay, so, so he was so right. enamored by the fact that this happened that he believed it he to was, be magic. Yes, and he wanted to explore it further Does as he an artist. Know how anatomy works? Apparently not. So, magic, bro. So do you plane, do you know how it works? It's fucking magic. <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh man. So yeah. So this month the lawsuit came out. Uh, oh, I should add. I'm sorry. I, I skipped over something. Uh, around oh, boy. three or four months ago, this is actually hot off the heels of one of <laughs> one of Randy's <laughs> assistants, personal assistants, um, embezzled money from Randy's personal funds over the course of months. This is this was a story that came out like four or five months ago, um, and this guy like like stole millions of dollars from Randy and then like hightailed it out of there. He like got away. I believe he's caught now, but. Damn, man, what a crazy amount of things to be surrounding the guy in charge of Gearbox. So this guy's going to run for president next, right? Pretty much. I mean, obviously, he's clearly he's clearly ready for it, right? Um, so I'm not holding my breath for Borderlands. Uh, that's that's all I'm saying, because so, bring it back to video games. I'm bringing it back to video games. Look, we won't get any more Borderlands. They, they mismanaged the funds from 21st Century Fox for the Alien Colonial Marines game. And they threw that all into Borderlands. Like they, they, what, they miss on what I was money waiting. from LA, Alien Colonial Marines? That's all I wanted. It's the only game I wanted, dude. Uh, 21st Century Fox gave, like, they were publishing the game, right? So yeah. they made a shit game. They, they outsourced the, the work and made Borderlands 2. That's like, that's, that, that's like the right. background of Colonial Marines, kind of, in a nutshell. So I thought, I thought you meant money that they made from that game. No, like, no, no, no. The money that, that 21st Century gave them. Yeah. So, what do you think, guys? Felix, look. <laughs> what do you? Yeah. Think? What do I, think? I actually? <laughs> whatever I gotta say doesn't matter. I want to hear what <laughs> your I mean, reactions, please. Say, I, I don't think I'm gonna say anything profound. I mean, the guy seems like a scumbag. I mean, wh- what else should I say? You know, like sure. Um, he's kind of stupid too, <laughs> but he does make a point that, like, you know, this was in a time when they weren't encrypting their shit. I mean, things have changed dramatically. This is like a this is like a, first of all two years how, ago. How how, how do you not? Ago. How do you not? And how hard is it to not? Do you really think the CEO of that how of fucking just hard about any not. company is fucking disk encrypting their flash drives? Right, right, right. No, this is the same guy that on the with assets to a game put a cam girl porn on the same flash drive and you think he's going to put disk encryption you never you never mix the drive you never mix the drive micro center pick up one just for the porn i couldn't I couldn't get out in time the dude, dude doesn't even have working. the sense of mind to have two separate drives come hey, on now can i just put something out there real quick do it please yeah. why is my man downloading porn <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was clearly magic anywhere why does anybody the, download it i don't the act the act of getting a video off of the internet into like They're your pocket so is magic, dude. Apps. It's magic, bro. Magic. But what? It, what about during? What about during internet outages? What about during? Yeah. Plane rides and car rides. He needs hard copies. Plane rides. He needs hard copies. <laughs> he needs. Man, he, he needs. needs uh, he needs hard copies. All right. So this. And this we was. Wonder, we wonder why we don't have Borderlands Three. What's he gonna do with all the VHS that he has? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a library in the Peacock Theater. 
Right, right. In the <laughs> just, God, just, oh, I forgot about the Peacock Theater. They, talk, they, they also talk about forgetting some, about it. They also talk about something in here called a Peacock Party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, that's what he, to the term is Peacock Parties, to which the lawsuit refers. And a sensational picture. Yeah, we don't want we don't want you to paint a sensational a picture. Peacock Party. No, here, here's what I'll mm. say. I think the only reason shit like this happens to an individual is they probably are a dick, like a complete dickhead. Like say, nobody's going to go probably. No, but I'm saying like, okay, let, everything's on paper, whatever. One person's arguing against the other. The only reason this guy's getting all this shit is because he probably treated people poorly and it led to a breaking point where people needed to get him on something. You know what? I actually 100% agree with Felix. Wow. Yeah, because like, like, because let's let's be honest here, right? The if if news came out that a CEO was watching porn, raise your hand if you would be surprised. No, nobody, not, not very not, surprised. Nobody would be surprised. But if this dude is presenting himself in a certain way. Now mind you, this is I'm a, I'm taking the allegations at face value is what they are. They are allegations. Whether they're right. true, whether they're not true, I have not seen it yet. But if that's the case, then that means people have a perception of him that they are willing right. to to go over this douchebag because of how he because of how he treats people. Or, I'm assuming or, he treats people like shit. Or you know, that's what I'm saying. He was he was so bad at his job and so good at being avoiding consequence that there this little fucking love note or whatever this flash drive came along love note somebody, somebody said this is it this is our fucking chance we got him on something like they probably have been trying to get him for years and it's good they're finally getting him because he's probably just an asshole yeah i mean i don't think the fact that he owns porn is the problem i think it's the fact that it's questionable as to how old the person was that's a problem it's a problem that it's combined with company documents that's yeah. a problem. It's a problem and, that he took a personal bonus of like what, sixteen million? Yeah. All this is just a pattern of behavior to just a real piece of shit, someone with yeah. a lot of perception problems as to how they're allowed to exist in the world because of how they've been existing in the world. Now, are you yeah. saying, Felix, that you think someone like set him up because he went too far to some aspect? Like is that? Uh, I'm not a. I'm well, not, well, think about it this way. Because in the middle of that article, if I remember reading it correctly, the dude who finds the flash drive turns it into them in exchange for like cash and swag or some stupid shit like that. So they got the drive back, which means the if if we're assuming this this dude said nothing, the only other way it gets out is by Pitchford going on this podcast saying what's on the flash drive because he said it before the allegations even came out and then someone released it afterwards Mm -hmm. do you want to you want to hear the real cherry on top of this whole thing what is the real cherry (laughs) on top of this story (laughs) oh you didn't know i had another like trap card in my back pocket did you uh the voice the voice actor of claptrap i don't Mm -hmm. remember his name at the moment but the day that this news came out he had one tweet that was all it was just it just said it's all true. Wow. <laughs> He's been to the Peacock party. And he, and he hasn't responded since. He hasn't, like, wow. like said anything else nope. since. Well, I mean, Borderlands just, 3 is down the dropped it. that tweet. That shit is over. Yeah. 
I, now it's sad because this guy is actually he's got a, an interesting past because he did help usher the Half-Life games into the modern age. Like this is a guy, this is a guy who kind of who helped Half-Life and helped Valve in a way. I don't care what he's done. I mean, if this is how he behaves, I got I got no remorse for this dude. And hell yeah. happens to you, Bur- So burn him at the stake. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it's a shame. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. It is a shame. It's a shame because this dude is directly attached to franchises that people love. And we are, if you are just a third party person standing on the outside without really any knowledge of the game industry, you are about to see how impactful one person can be to the existence of a franchise. Either not at all, or you are never going to see Borderlands 3 again. I mean, oh, people's, not, not even their passions, but like the people's jobs that might be impacted yeah. by this that would have been developing yeah. this game. That's just like such such an an exercise in narcissistic activity to just not even consider any of that. And I mean, think about what this live impact. your fucking millionaire life. This impacts stock in take two. This impacts take two's willingness to invest in Gearbox. Like it, it trickles down this one dude's actions and it is going to impact anything you could potentially see going forward. Do you think yeah. we see him step down as CEO of Gearbox soon? If he doesn't, he's going to get forced out. Yeah, so he's, he's going to be stepping down point. on a lot of things, a lot of rungs in life. I think mm. CEO of Gearbox is yeah. the first. He's going he's gonna to have to close down the Peacock Theater. Yeah, <laughs> no more shows. That might, that might be no his only shows. Of income. Probably yeah, have to get a new hard drive. Yeah. At yeah. some point, maybe. Flash stick. What are you talking about? Hard drive. Flat, yeah, yeah, he doesn't he he use a drive. Hard drives. Um, he's, using, he's, using a, he's using a jump drive. Yeah. Jump drive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember when they called him that. My, man, my man's on a Dex yeah. drive, uploading his saves to the internet from his yeah. N64. Come on now. Well, um, what, are we at, what are we at time-wise? We want to hit EA? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I want to hit, oh, hit EA all right. Oh, damn it. I stopped it. I stopped it and, and reset it when I showed VO last. That, okay, was, that was 39 minutes. minutes. 40 minutes. So that was yeah. minutes. We got some time. Let's, uh, let's, let's hit 10, EA 10, really quickly. Yeah, let's hit EA really quickly. So um, it, came, it came up that um, EA has canceled the um, open world Star Wars game that was in development. Um, and this has caused some ripples. Um, so as we know, um, when EA closed Visceral Games, um, it was EA Vancouver, correct? Or the ones that took over the development? They picked of, it up, um, yeah. They, okay, so they picked up essentially the assets for the game that Visceral was working on, and they repurposed it, and they were developing an open-world game. Uh, based in the Star Wars universe, where I think you were playing as like a bounty hunter, it wasn't like traditional Jedi. So you know, it was the vis- the visceral game was going to be focused around a bounty hunter. Uh, and I think I think this new one was too. Was it not? It's so possible character wise. Yes. So we but are the under the game was different. We are under the assumption, according to the report, that this is the same project. EA Vancouver took the art assets from the linear game that Amy Hennigan Visceral were working on. Right. And they turned it into an open world game. Correct. Okay. Now it is saying that an open world Star Wars title at EA Vancouver has been canceled. If you're following the breadcrumbs. Correct. There's a potential to assume that it is the same project. Mm. Now it looks. I don't know for sure. If it's the same game. It's the. Yeah. Unless they're working. According to the article, it is. Yeah. Yeah. According to the article, it is. Unless they're working on two open world projects. So the original project was codenamed Ragtag. And then once, once EA Vancouver picked it up, they renamed it to Orca. Project Orca. 
So that was that was how that handoff kind of transition sort of happened. Right. And now right now the only thing in the pipeline for them is Star Wars um Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen, Fallen Order. Order from Respawn. Okay. Yes. Now this this brings in an interesting conversation that the internet is talking about um pretty passionately that in the 6 years that EA has currently been developing has had the Star Wars IP, they have released only two games. They have released Battlefront and Battlefront 2 with the deal with Disney. And it's been six years since they took over. Um, and this has the internet very frustrated when they see news of the next game or a game that was being developed be scrapped and shelved. Um, now they, they did make a comment. They said that there's been speculation overnight about one of our store star Wars projects as a natural part of the creative process. The great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into future star Wars content and games. We're fully committed to making more star Wars games. We're very excited about star Wars Jedi fallen order from respawn and we'll share more about our new projects when the time is right. So it is possible they have more than just this game in the works. I, um, listen, if I fucking hope so. I, I mean, think EA's I honestly not hope do. not. <laughs> well, Personally, I, mean, I hope they don't. But you, but all, all you're doing is really just like saying, okay, I'm going to delay the inevitable. Like I'll play EA Star Wars games, right? Like I didn't buy I mean, Battlefront sure. 2, but so if the deal runs till 2022, and you say you hope not, that means you're not going to get a Star Wars game until after 2022. That's okay. Plus five years for Look, another development the, the way they've, another studio. The way they've handled the two Battlefront games has not been ideal for, I want to say, the Star Wars fan base. A I, lot of- I, don't, I don't disagree with you, but you're, you're like, I will take their attempt on a Star Wars property outside of the Battlefront property to see how a develop, uh, a, you know, another... I trust Respawn. Be. Like, I trust whatever Respawn's working on is going to be very cool. Titanfall 2 was an awesome game. It was very yeah. fun. Um, right. But I, the, the way they've handled the way uh, Battlefront has gone, it's it doesn't give me hope that EA knows exactly how to manage these studios. Like, they, they got rid of Amy Hennig. A, a pers- they hired her to make an Uncharted Star Wars game, right? A cool narrative, linear game that would be probably fun to play. She's, she's a great narrative designer. And they got rid of it. And they tried to shift it into something else. And then they're like, oh, well, I guess this isn't a thing. So, sorry, Diamond, go, go ahead. I don't know what kind of point I was making. Uh, so I want to add some clarification before we start uh, putting opinions on it. As of 1017, so as of 30 minutes ago. Um, well, that's tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, as a, uh, When EA's top decision makers looked at their roadmap for the next few years, they decided they needed something earlier than the planned release date for Lorca, which was going to be around 2020, which also happens to be around the time that next-gen consoles were around the time to launch. They want something sooner. So if we're taking that at face value, what I'm assuming is that Amy Hennig's project and this project were slated for the new generation of consoles. And EA looked at that timeline and said, we want something sooner. The time wasn't going to be arrived, and therefore they've moved forward with it. The other thing to be mindful of is that EA has apparently not laid anyone off as a part of the process. Uh, Everyone is still in the same positions they were in before. Now, depending on what content they're working on is a different story entirely. Um, But that was as of a half an hour ago. 
So whether that skews the perception of it to, to last point, the idea that EA apparently made this decision to, because they wanted more star Wars content sooner rather than later, unless that's a reaction to the backlash from battlefront two, that kind of makes sense that they want something else to refresh the palette other than more uh, Battlefront content. We don't know what else they have working on in terms of Star Wars that we don't know about, that we're not getting reports on that isn't ending. Only respawn only that, yeah. Yeah, they could have ended this. They could have paused this. But the point could have been to shift people over to get whatever is there or almost there out sooner, like the executives wanted. Maybe. like Maybe that's something that's going See, on. See, that, that also kind of concerns me because they do have a habit of forcing games out of the oven too early, if you know what I mean. Um, and it almost feels like, like the first, like I said, the first battlefront felt like a half baked product that people wanted ground to, you know, ground to space combat. Like they did in the original ones. Bungie launched that shit September, 2014. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it's the cycle that EA is trying to push. What were you going to say, Felix? I was just going to ask Neo a question. Neo, have you, have you ever played a good EA game? I have. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, the Dead Space series was great. Uh, I love that those that series a lot. Actually, they progressively got kind of eh, toward the end there. But um, but it's some point in the history of EA, there was a game that they published. Yes, there was but, a Harry Potter Quidditch sports game that was dope. Look, when it when so, it comes to EA, when it comes so to it EA, it's possible that they could make something good with Star Wars. Right, fine but them. here's the thing. EA has this history of acquiring really talented studios, like really, really good stuff, and then they just kill them straight up after yeah, they pandemic. don't. They kill pa- pandemic. Pandemic. Maxis. Like, I, I, I could literally go on if I pulled up a list of everything that there's like memes of all the, you know, they're like the Grim Reaper of game studios at this point when they don't hit those, I'll never hit those uh, metrics. It's, I know. I, I played Cup. Saboteurs yeah, also, man. I loved it. It was a fun game at the time. Um, EA yeah. does make good stuff, but the decisions they make, I feel like don't they don't mess with, with the developers the way they should because what happens is you end up getting Dead Space, which is a fantastic title in, in its own right. Stands on its own as a really good thing. Uh, okay, so BA goes, wow, this is really popular. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to push this. I want comics. I want TV shows. Let's get sec- more games in there. All right, Dead Space 2 comes out. Great. They make a movie. Like, there's an animated movie, right? And they make this full push. And then they go, okay, we need that other game out in, like, two years. Right, Dead Space 3 comes out. All right, we need co-op in it. We need microtransactions in it. And then ultimately the game suffered campaign-wise because of these decisions. And I, I don't know if this is like like you know the binge, the Bungie Activision conversation if this is like just their decisions to do this, but in the end it's like ultimately forcing these developers into you know doing things they don't want to do or not be creative. It it shows in the in the work. Like Mirror's Edge is a good example, right? The second mirror, the new Mirror's Edge that came out like I don't know, like three years ago. Like, it's just yeah, a, I mean, it's just a people, shame, you know. Yeah, it is a shame for sure. I mean, the people at the helm though, they're not going to look at this and be like, "It's oh, man, I wish, I wish Amy had a chance to to share her vision." They don't give a fuck. Dude. No, they and don't. That's the yeah. sad part, you know. Like they're looking at a calendar and they're going, "There's nothing to fill this gap. Get everyone the fuck off of this thing that's barely done." <laughs> Get it out. We'll figure it out as we go along. But we need to have these blocks filled in because we're we're nearing this this time where it's got to be done. Mm. That's what that's that's so, what it is. So, do you think it's because like okay, our contract is coming to an end? We need to put out more properties. Yeah. 
Do you yeah, think? I mean, I, I think that is just to make money for themselves. Okay. Or like, we need something to to yeah, fill the space because I mean, there won't be. You, you can't bank on the fact that that Disney, right? Like Disney of all corporations <sighs> is going to just like because they shook your hand and made a deal with you ten years ago mm-hmm. is going to do the same exact thing again. So if they're smart, they're going to try and push out content and make some money because I think. Well, I don't have numbers and I'm making assumptions. Battlefront 1 and 2 was probably commercially successful, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, probably. Like long, yeah. long-term sustainability and how well it was received in the long run doesn't matter if it made the money, right? So if they can churn out an extra game while they have the rights to the IP and that game makes them some money, then it's, then it's a win-win. Right. So, and I mean, that's probably what they're thinking. Um, and I don't, and if, from a business standpoint, you know. don't disagree with that at all. That's like, that's right. what they got to do. Yeah. I think, right. I, sorry. I think as fans, we're going to lose our minds trying to sit in between the developer and a publisher. It's look at, look at sports and players that have been on teams for a long time and then they're released from their team. And the thing that the player says all the time or a majority of the time is, well, I mean, it's a business. What are you going to do? Right. Right. Hmm. I have to accept the reality that EA is the biggest shark in the water, which means they are going to have the most ridiculous expectations that me as a player, I can't fathom on the other side of it. Even though I side with developers a lot, there's a there's a deep seated reality and a difference between when EA closes a studio because of some financial situation and when Telltale closes down because mismanagement, what, yeah. yeah, mismanagement, right? So I have to figure out where I emotionally stand in this situation. EA is kind of the devil you deal with, right? It's sure. there, it publishes yeah. games, it's and it it sucks to say that because there are so many developers that have just gotten caught underneath the tire treads of their stampeding cavalcade of vehicles that just go from point A to point B from franchise to franchise. Amy Hennig just got an award, a lifetime achievement award, and they were like, look, your Star Wars game's a great idea. It's got no place on our calendar. So you gotta go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it sucks, but it's the reality of it. Of course. You know? Yeah. It's maximizing profits and minimizing risk. That's what it's so, all about. Yeah. It all sucks as a fan of developers, but mm. it's I mean, the reality of the business side that fans don't usually talk about. Yeah. I mean, we, we're so used to, like, owning our games now or, like, feeling involved in them and, and having a part of them. Uh, and they're such creative, immersive experiences that this shit – it hits closer to home than the normal corporate bullshit that companies go through. We're yeah. so keyed in uh, that we just had these emotional reactions to it. Like I'm right there with you. I'm right there with all of us about how we feel about this. It's, and it's, it's, it sucks, but I mean, we're, we're like I said, hyper keyed in to every movement, especially if it's an IP that we love because of, you know, X, Y, Z. Can yeah. I talk about something other than games for two seconds uh, close to Neo's heart? Uh, I had an emotional re- reaction recently because I didn't agree with when Sony decided to release the Spider-Man trailer. But I know why uh, they did. Here we go. Yeah. I know why they did <laughs> because <laughs> they don't they don't feel there's going to be what? enough Spider-Man momentum post uh, Infinity. Exactly. Hmm. They just don't Yeah. It's what 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 are you going to do? Release a trailer 2 days after the movie comes out with like a after No, you 
Yeah, get, get that up. marketing push. Yeah. Yeah. Sony doesn't care. Sony's going to put it out there. Yeah. And it's it's like it's it it's it, even more of a shame in this situation because now you're you're messing with the same IP that like people lost their mind over the Jedi. Like now you're messing with like a, a property that it's not just gamers that adore them. Like it's fans and those fans become gamers. When a star Wars game comes out, hmm. imagine how many star Wars fans that didn't play video games went out and bought battle. Probably a lot, like, a whole lot, probably a lot. So now you're bringing people in that don't even get how the industry works. They just go, I'm playing a star Wars game. I can't get in a ship and fly up to space. What is going on? Right. Right. So like, it's it's a it's a different audience and it it sucks but you know so let me ask you guys this do you think disney does step in and reclaim uh reclaim back the star wars license from ea because my guess would be or my hope i should say my hope would be is that disney starts developing star wars games in-house they just they just take upon what's what studio is going to do it they already closed their gaming studio. They could yeah, they could shut down <laughs> Infinity, yeah. What about LucasArts yeah. Part 2? Oh, God. But why? But why? I'm just saying, because at, they have so much money. The they could just why, open their why, own why, studio. Yeah, they're, not why do that. they're not going to in-house it. Or, you, like, but what about contracting talent, contracting and, it to other developers? Other yeah, yeah, studios? Yeah, I already, I already, I'm going to call it right now. Go ahead. No. 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, market, guys. Market. Why would Des- mm. why, why would Destiny? Why would Disney look at their financial situation and go, "Let's cut into our profit, yeah, to get a company to make the game when EA is going to foot the bill entirely, mm. and they're happy to do it regardless of whether it's good or not." Yeah, and EA will probably go yeah. to Disney and in, go, in, "Hey, look at what we did." Let's in actuality, and I was going to talk to a reality to an alternate reality, which I'm going to get back to in a second. I can't EA wait. Pro- EA probably regains the rights. However, probably. in 2023, you're going to find yourself sitting in a cantina in, in a Star Wars game. You're going to be in a cantina. Paint me a picture. Right? <laughs> and it's, none of this is going to matter. And you're going to get to the credits of, of that cantina because you just finished a new amazing Star Wars game. And then what's going to pop up in the credits is you're going to see that this game was developed by CD Projekt Red. Whoa! And no. that is no. that is who's Absolutely. going. To, that is who is going to own Absolutely. the rights. <sighs> that is that's who a hard is going. No, but that's a that's a nice <laughs> that's a nice dream. That's that's a a they're going to they're gonna be done with CD. They're going to be done with Cyberpunk, and their next major storytelling game is wow. going to be a gritty Star Wars property yeah. all right so now uh, you're you're being very idealistic yeah. right now star wars <laughs> 2077 those, dude what's those that property dude? files are with randy pitcher's porn video uh, okay? those are <laughs> those got no deep deep in luck <laughs> listen i just you know a man can hope. I, I can dream i know yeah, oh, yeah absolutely yeah. we're literally I mean, just talking is, about is, peacock fucking is, theater <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was just like nice neo for sure but like it's just too much of like a running cost they'd have to just invest from scratch into like There's attract no, yeah. people build buildings train infrastructure no no scratch that what if they just contracted out games yeah but they don't even they could just sell it's, their ip and get the same yeah. brand recognition and they get to do no get a cut that's yeah. all work they'd have None to do if they if they just sold you know development or, or even publishing and worked on the concepts they could just be like you guys do this we'll check up on you we got like these quarterly calls send us you're yeah. like alpha videos and we'll we'll make sure it's on the right path. 
That's all they're doing. Dude, they're making like they're making an alien planet right now in their Disney parks. That's what they excel at. Like you're mm-hmm. Locke saying you're gonna go sit at a cantina. I thought you were painting a picture of us going to these parks because that's, <laughs> that's the shit too. they're working yeah. on, dude. Like they're making this immersive living experience where like the shit you yeah. do on rides is gonna be recognized by the people playing the actors, and you're gonna be like like called out for your high score or for this cool thing you did. Like they're making this immersive yeah. world for the park and they don't care about the games. They want someone that's just not going to like be a drooling idiot with a line of code and a controller. Or like if you, this looks good. You, and sounds good. Dope dude. If you want to know what Disney cares about, look at all the effort to trust point that they're putting into the theme parks and the movies and all that stuff. Uh, where's split second. Where's Disney interactive. Where's Disney infinity. Go on. Yeah, like they, Disney, they, Disney, you're right. They abandoned all that. Yeah. Disney Quest was an interactive, like, attraction in downtown Disney, which is now yeah. what Disney Springs or something. Yeah. All, like, video game and interactive base. That whole fucking gone. Is, I don't care. That's, that's so low on the it totem is, pole. Yeah, it's fucking they Disney. Just toss man. it to somebody. Yeah. yeah. The only issue is they tossed it to a publisher that no, nobody liked. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying, dude. They were just the most convincing in the boardroom. Maybe we'll get someone more convincing in 2023 and we'll see how Someone from Activision was probably over there and they'd be like, yo, let's sign a 10-year deal. And they said, no, you'll abandon it. Yo, we just just fucking got this Destiny garbage off our backs. Let's do some Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to Mickey Mouse right now. They're trying to get it. Oh, my God. All right, fellas. I think that is is it, right? That is all of our news points for this evening. I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Dope, 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 dope. Um, so I know we talked about it in the chat, um, in our in our Discord chat. We want to talk a little bit about our plan for for that uh, that bonus episode that we're thinking about doing. Well, mm. Should we plug that? Go ahead. Pew, 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 pew. Um, so for the sake of Felix Hergood, and then also for, for us, we planned on we're gonna um, myself, Diamond, Neo, and Trip are going to be doing anywhere between a hour and a half to two hour specific episode on destiny. Give it a solid um, two, probably two hours where we'll probably be picking apart um, specifics of what we would like to see uh, where we think this split could go and, and really drill in um, a lot more to the Activision destiny split. Um, and then just talk about destiny as a property as a whole and where we see year three, where we see potentially what is a D three look like destiny three. Um, so we're going to be recording that and that's going to just be bonus material that'll come through on live stream and or in the feed. Uh, we don't have a plan yet for when that will be done, but you'll just see that drop into the feed. Um, so that will be coming. We're going to call it a raid team chat that for you. By the way, no, I'm kidding. You were going to call it what? Raid, call it raid, what? raid team chat, but <laughs> raid team chat. I love it. <laughs> um, no play on words at all from anyone else. Yeah, nope. you don't have to edit it. You're going to edit no, it no, too. I, I can edit it. All right. Yeah, all right. What a good boy. The picture for us. That. I would actually love that, dude. You make some you badass like, pictures. You guys, if you guys out there don't know, Felix Herbut is the one Herbut. who does all of the pictures. <laughs> what did I say? Did what did I say? <laughs> Did I not say her good? I think he called me her boob. <laughs> I did not say her boob. So it was, it was more like her, it was more like her boob. Her boob. Her boob. Her good. Felix her swallowed the word. There was a, there was no G in that at all. Her goo. <laughs> this beautiful bearded boy. Her goo. <laughs> he does all the pictures. 
steering this car right the fuck back on the road is hardly possible. <laughs> Every time you see an episode, it's him. He does this. I do. So, he does. They're great, does. dude. You do great work. And I'd love for you to do that for our Destiny one. Yeah, I will. I, I'll edit the whole show and do that as well. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm good with that. That's funny. Cool. Um, yeah, well, let's, uh, I'm going to sign off. Uh, this was Locke. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Locke underscore key. Um, like I've said before, just follow me on Twitter. Uh, everything you need, you can find there for me personally. Um, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next week. This is Trip Zero. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, all of my socials are Trip Zero TV, and I stream every weekday, 12 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mixer.com. Trip Zero TV. Mm. Uh, this is Dime Jab. You can catch me uh, twitter.com forward slash Dime Jab, Instagram Dime Jab, uh, twitch.tv, mixer.com forward slash Dime Jab. Uh, I stream uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. To, to midnight, uh, which that'll be that'll be kicking back off on the 25th with the Anthem uh, uh, demo. Uh, mm. But I'm, I'm taking some time off right now, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dime and Jab on, on all the subsequent platforms. You can find me there. Awesome. Uh, this is Felix Hergood. Twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood, Mixer.com forward slash Felix Hergood. I do uh, a, a Mitch chat, which is two services at once. Um, so, yeah, check me out there. Um, and uh, my stream schedule is generally Wednesdays and Thursday mornings, but other mornings as well. I always do a morning show because I'm a morning person. Very nice. Uh, I'm Neo Ayoshi. You can find me at Twitter at Neo underscore Ayoshi. Twitch at twitch.tv slash Neo Ayoshi. Uh, end of the month, I plan on getting into Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I want to stream that. Oh, yeah, dude. I am very Ooh. excited for a trip. You, oh, oh, my God. Wait, we didn't, oh, I didn't talk about that. Did, we, did you play the one-shot demo? I, you know what? I installed it on my PC and PS4, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking wait. I'm going to oh. fucking wait. I played it over at Kevin Oates' house. Is is good, right? Is good. Is you good? had thirty minutes, right? Hard timer when you started this game, and then once you were done, you were done. I beat it. I actually got nice. the demo. Damn! Now I kind of want to try it. Flat. It was twenty five zero zero. Beat the demo. So please look forward it's to that. Fucking scary! I'm so excited, man. I'm. If I'm you played pumped. seven, there's a lot of the same systems, even though it's third person. The way the menus work, the way the the aiming guns exploration works. So hmm. we'll happens. We'll happens that later. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, also, oh, dude, so fun. Uh, follow us uh, at Twitter. Uh, the Immersion uh, Gamer Twitter. That's uh, what is that? Immersion <laughs> underscore gamer on Twitter. Yes. Immersion yes. underscore gamer on Twitter. Uh, follow this Twitch twitch.tv slash emergent underscore gamer and on mixer at twitch at mixer.com slash emergent underscore gamer and mm, mm, thank mm. you to the og podcast network for hosting Ooh, the show or thank you og for supporting the show by the og so thank you everybody awesome all right see you next week we'll catch you guys next week later see, see ya. you guys i got my nature's wick weathered wood candle right uh, here. Oh, well, I should light my it's, candle. It's got one of those uh those wicks that are wood and then it creates a crackling sound. Nice. It's or, very uh, I think you can probably uh, hear pour it. some pour some wax out for the homies. Can you hear that? Is that coming through? As I hold the flame under my fucking microphone like a real like a real professional. Mm-hmm.